You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. sleeps until the Serie A season is finally upon us and the sense of anticipation on the Kegolasso pod is at boiling point. James Bench joins me today to discuss the top players to watch as well as we preview the teams looking to clinch silverware in the European places before the fat lady sings in May. Kegolasso begins right now. With defending champions Inter Milan losing three core pillars to last season's title winning squad and five new managerial appointments among last season's top seven, the battle for the Scudetto, Scudetto is wide open this year. We'll work our way through the last seasons and we'll discuss the Serie A 2021-2022 campaign with the hot teams and those who we need to look out for. James Bench, how are you, my friend? I am. I'm great. It's so good to have league football back it's so good to have Serie A coming to CBS um you know I mean Luis and I we both grew up in the UK uh in the 90s Serie A it, it has that special something you know it has club upon club of glamour cool the coolest kits the coolest players and I think it's really starting to get back to its its 90s heyday I have to say I found it a bit boring when Juventus were winning year in year out I don't know if we'll have that this year certainly I think we're going to have an exciting title race loads of teams competing for top four uh, and again the coolest kits which is uh, really how we should judge leagues 100% James Bench I couldn't have said it better myself I got my uh, Ronaldo Phenomenal Inter Milan uh, shirt wearing and you bought this shirt uh, when did you buy that shirt James Bench so you might remember everyone that was listening to Kegelasso I was really pro Italy uh, and I was right I was really right uh, before Euro 2020 and I got this um, so that I could wear it after Italy won the Euro 2020 final, my my Italy shirt. That's not been very easy in the UK. Uh, well, in England, at least. I did take it when I went to Scotland and uh, I don't know, I felt like I was about to get people breaking out into applause in the streets when I wore my Italy shirt. I haven't worn it outside in London yet. I've not been brave enough, but uh, one day soon, maybe people will forgive Giorgio Chiellini and company. I think give it a month and maybe, uh, you know, as the season domestic clubs and everything get used to it. But yeah, to your point, uh, be, be be very careful, James Bench. Be very careful. But it's still a beautiful shirt. Uh, and uh, of course, as James Bench mentions, the excitement of Serie A is here. And it really, it's just great. Uh, as you have listened and watched all the episodes before this, thank you so much, by the way. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, uh, Apple uh, podcast five-star review youtube subscribe spread the word you know tell your friends que golazo is here all right let's get going Serie A, james bench right off the bat okay what you know when you're looking at the summer business uh, i mean it's not over yet you know the season is upon us which club would you say is Serie's biggest winner of the summer right roma now? 100% roma i think they kind of you know, due to the financial circumstances in Italy and, and the relative challenge of uh, financial challenges compared to somewhere like the Premier League, you know, we are seeing some of some really good teams either being stripped for parts, and we'll talk about Inter Milan in a bit, um, or at the very least, they're, they're kind of doing well to hold it all together. I look at uh, Roma, I think there are questions maybe about the manager, questions about his ability to achieve at the highest level that maybe we'll have answered this season. 
But, you know, they've brought in Roger Ibanez, really good centre-back from Atalanta. Rui Patricio is still a good goalkeeper. We'd love to see Brian Reynolds, bit of US talent, getting that buy option activated. But most excitingly of all, and I think this guy's a real player and a half, Tammy Abraham arriving from Chelsea. You know, there's a little three-way triangle going on with them and Inter Milan and and Chelsea. And although uh, Chelsea have probably got the best end of the deal, I think Roma will be very happy with their lot. They've got a top quality striker, Luis, you know well from Aston Villa, just how good he is at, at finding that space in the box. And I think that is always a, a talent that will stand out across leagues. And as much as it's going to be tough for him early on, adapting to the technique, the tactics of, of the Italian league, in the end, he is a, you know, he's a top quality finisher, but I'm, I'm going on about Roma too much. I think they, they look like a really good team and I think they'll be super pleased with, uh, with what they've done. I don't know what you're thinking, Luis. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going that way as well. I, you know, I was talking to Jimmy, you know, we're talking about this. I'm not, you know, it, this is a pivotal moment for Jose Mourinho, I think in his campaign, in his career. It's about trying to, I guess, either go back to how he felt good in the Inter Milan days. And I think Serie A celebrates a Mourinho more than the Premier League in some ways. And I think he's going to, you know, uh, take advantage of that. Tommy Abraham, by the way, you mentioned it on Twitter. I know you, that you've written about it. You know, people really need to look at his statistics, specifically in front of God. Like he is, he's no joke, man. He's no joke. And I think that a league that champions the technical is going to be great for Tommy Abraham. And he's young, man. We're not talking about a 30-year-old here. You know, early in his 20s, he still he can still do a lot, a lot. I'm with you on Tommy, man. I'm with you. Uh, anything else on Roma before we say, ask you the next question? I mean, I, 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 I'm intrigued as to, uh, I mean, what you mentioned it there, Jose. I, th- I think, you know, kind of, one, he's been quite quiet. That's mm. been really notable. There haven't been the headlines yet. Maybe that's just because. Well, not in the Betis friendly, James Bench. Well, that's true. And I think indeed, the, was it the, the Villarreal friendly as well? Yeah, I think so. Then, yeah. I think that this is a league where, as you say, there's still a huge amount of admiration for him, for what he achieved at Inter Milan, which was, you know, that, that treble uh, before he left for Real Madrid. And I think, you know, finding comfortable surroundings and, you know, that league where he's a bit more of a returning hero and there's slightly less psychodrama than there kind of was as every sort of turn in the Premier League made it a bit more uncomfortable for him to be around, you know, to be at Tottenham when he's been at Chelsea, to be at Man United when he's been at Chelsea. It was all a bit too dramatic. And I think here it's a, it's a great club. Um, you know, Italian fans are a little bit more at ease with with, with players going from, or players and managers going from one big club to another. So these are good surroundings for him. It's a good team. And therefore I think this is kind of the moment when we'll discover is Jose Mourinho washed? It's yeah. the question we've been asking for years. Um, we might at least get an answer for it. A special one or the one? We'll, thing. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to find out. Oh well, you know, from the question that I asked you first, let's uh, keep going here. Obviously, there's still a little bit of work to do, and it can't be necessarily fair to say. But who would be the biggest loser? Do you think from this? I mean, summer? again, it's it's a little too like, these these questions are a little too easy. Sadly, <laughs> it's the defending champions who kind of through no fault of their own have been you know and it's this is welcome to late stage capitalism their chinese conglomerate owner are struggling financially and therefore they're bearing the burden they're being stripped for parts uh, into milan um no lukaku the mvp of Serie A last season no atraf hakimi a pretty difficult player to replace i think it would uh, be fair to say we don't know about 
Christian Eriksen as well. Now, like they've replaced all these players, but you know, you you replace one of the world's best strikers in Lukaku with a good Serie A striker in um, in Jacko. Yeah, Denzel Dumfries is a nice. It's a nice pickup. I think he he was good I really in the like Euros. That. Yeah. But he's not as good as Hakimi. Chalanolu, I, I got to interview him over the summer. Uh really great guy, really excited to be making the switch from um from AC Milan to, to Inter. But brave man, by the way. Brave. Although <laughs> again, as you say, it's a little bit more uh, it's a little bit more commonplace, isn't it, than you know, Man United to Man City or or Liverpool to Everton. But <laughs> Best of luck with your first uh, derby there, Hakan. That's what I was he's, he's, he's really good, but I think we have to remember that a lot of what we saw last season was contract year. Mm. Hakan Chalanolu, how's he going to fare three years on a big money contract? That's a question to be answered. And of course, the big one, losing Antonio Conte, I think one could make a case that he is he ranks alongside Guardiola as as the best manager in the world. Yeah, he has he has won titles with teams that you might not have thought would have won titles, be it Chelsea, be it Inter. It took a while, but, you know, and obviously quite a bit of money, but he did turn this team into serial winners. How, I wonder how much that, that, that switch just flips. It it took a while, I think, for Chelsea to get back into the winners, winners mentality that Conte instilled into them. And once it drifted away, I think it can be hard to get back. Simone Inzaghi is a great coach by all accounts, but again, it's, you've downgraded from one of the best in the world too good it's going to be tough yeah i think the theme was set when conte said i'm leaving because the project was not meeting my expectations and once that happened you knew that it was going to be a rough summer for inter milan but what what if they uh, let's get into inter milan right off the bat okay uh you know obviously you mentioned all the players ins and outs as well lautaro martinez is still there Jekyll, you mentioned Perisic. What what happens? Maybe James Bench of uh, Duvan Zapata ends up uh, going to Inter. But to your point, Lukaku's gone. Hakimi's gone. Uh, Matteo Politano's gone to Parma. You mentioned Ericsson, rightly so, as well. Their first game is at home uh, to Genoa, 12.30 Eastern on Paramount Plus. All right. Well, what, what do they need then? What happens if Zapata comes in, James Bench? Does that help? I like that, although... I kind of thought that I think that Jeco and, and Lautaro might be a better match. I think we're all guilty of with Lukaku of really not wanting him to be a target man. And he was never just a target man. And he certainly wasn't just a target man at Inter Milan. But I mean, I've just been in his press conference and he's basically just been talking about how Conte helped him as a target man. Um, so I think Jeco will suit that will suit that role really nicely. And we do know he's, you know, he's strong in the air. And if you've got good wingbacks who can deliver a great pass like Dumfries, who can really put pressure on the penalty area, that they'll be effective. I think, particularly with a team like Inter, a lot of it is going to come down to how they start this season. And, and as you mentioned there with the, the Genoa game, it, Genoa are a good team, but this is quite a good way to to set those troubles to one side. It'd be great for them if if one of the new signings could score, if they could get a good win. I mean, it was interesting, just before we came on air, uh, Fabrizio Romano was was tweeting as well that there's talks underway about getting Lautaro signed up to a new contract. Obviously, Tottenham put in a bid for him, and I believe Atletico Madrid did as well. I think there was a while when Tottenham were really confident of, or, or really optimistic about getting him. I mean, he, he kind of eased into a, a sort of a supporting role next to Lukaku, which suited him and suited Inter great. But if this year the, the attack is built to make the most out of him, then you still have 
another elite what you know world-class striker just come back from the Copa America I'm really excited to see what he does whether this is the season he he goes bang and he he kind of establishes himself in that upper echelon just like Lukaku did so I mean we're both rightly down on Inter because they've lost a lot of good players and they've lost a great manager but they've still got a lot of good players and hey with without Antonio Conte maybe they'll do well in the Champions League You never know. Uh, we we both complimented and attacked content in the space of two minutes. It was it was very good. By the way, we haven't even talked about Nico Varela as well, one of the most talented midfielders in Serie A. That's going to be a good about anyone that beat England at Euro twenty. <laughs> You're wearing their shirt, James Bench. You might as well say it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the team that really needs to get it going. Juventus, after losing, of course. Scudetto last year, you know, after dominating for so long, as you said, you know, their biggest storyline, of course, is Max Allegri returning to clean up the mess, so to speak. Uh, Federico Chiesa, Cristiano Ronaldo, the midfield is being loaded now because Locatelli, as we're taping, of course, finishing his medical, etc. By the time this comes out, I'm sure the statement will already come out. So there's a lot of midfield competition. Weston McKenney, watch out. Buffon has gone to Parma. Merida Meral uh, on loan at Atalanta. But I talked about Locatelli, Pellegrini as well. You know, McKennie on the permanent deal. Their first game, James Bench, away at Udinese, Sunday, 12.30 Eastern, Paramount Plus. Let's talk about Juventus. Let's talk about Bianconetti and Max Allegri. What do you think? I mean, first of all, I guess we know Ronaldo is definitely, definitely staying after all those He didn't write that. He did not write that. No way. Neither did Ancelotti as well. Was very like, well, we haven't spoken. No, no, we're not talking right now. As I tweet this, we aren't chatting. That but goes writer, by the way, for Ronaldo, James Bench. That was uh, pretty poetic stuff that he was writing in that pad. That was not him, no chance. Oh, yeah, no. It, you kind of know it's not, it beats his sort of normal, here's me advertising some weird abs thing uh, <laughs> post on. I was like, someone said, have you seen what Ronaldo's posted on Instagram? I was like, do I want to? Anyway. <laughs> I think, yeah, here, here we go. I mean, the, the shushing. Yeah. He, he's. A, he, I think one of the joys of Cristiano Ronaldo is his ability to take offence about anything. Yeah. I think that's what makes him one of the greatest footballers we've ever seen. He's I mean, the fact that he's got it like, shh, like yeah. as a photo, like nobody's like, it's not, it wasn't a full attack. We were just wondering, man. And then he brings out a writer from the crown to write his post on Instagram. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's, it was in El Chiringuito, which has really blown up this summer, hasn't it? Um, I mean, deservedly so. <laughs> did you see what they said afterwards when they were like, oh, everyone just take it, you know, this, this summer you really need to take a, t- a step away from your phones. And I was <laughs> like, well, no wonder you say that because everyone's saying you're wrong. <laughs> should we talk about Juventus? Yeah. I mean, Max Allegri, another top coat you can kind of you know if we go back to why Juventus wanted to move on from him versus Sari and then to Pirlo it was about getting something a bit more progressive out of um out of these players and it didn't really didn't really work you know they kind of scraped the title under Sari and then really fell off the pace and lucky to be back in the Champions League really uh under Pirlo I think we know that Allegri knows these players he knows how to get them performing it will start immediately and in a way, coming back into the club has really enhanced his authority over the situation. An interesting quote earlier in the summer from him talking about Bonucci and his desire to be into Milan, uh, a Juventus captain and, and sort of pointing out, well, actually, 
Bonucci, you went to uh, to AC Milan for a season, so you're right at the back of the queue to be captain now. Like, if you're not, you know, if you don't have that level of authority, you you will not get away with saying that about a star player, you know, one of the best defenders in the world. And I think that really shows that Allegri can do what he wants. He can pretty much set up this team as he wishes, which will obviously be about maximising Ronaldo's qualities, putting Dybala near him, and then, you know, options upon options in midfield. I'm I'm really excited to see how he lines up. I think Locatelli, though, will be the, the guy the midfield is built around. Wonderful playmaker. Did a bit of everything fantastically at the Euros. Um, as for Weston McKenney, I, I loved it last season. I don't think anyone thought it would go like this he seems to me and i know this is a, a sort of pastiche of american players but really ego free a yeah. a player that does whatever role is required of him both for the national team and especially for juventus so i think he will get his chances just because he is the sort of player that you know that that, that someone like allegri will always have time and space for just someone that that gets things done that facilitates those superstars at the top of the pitch they're my favorites to win the title because like just look at that team it's amazing yeah. And I think it goes to your point about Allegri. They needed somebody that was going to go back in there and just like put the kids back in order. Somebody that knows the club, old school. I love that Bonucci story because to your point, he doesn't care who you are. He wants to win with this team and he'll do his thing. This reminds me a little bit of, you know, in the Sopranos when like Tony was sick and Sill took over for a little bit and it was an absolute mess with the fam, right? And they needed Tony to come back and sort of put some order. This is it. This is Allegri coming back and, and really putting everything to place. And Juventus is one that really needs to, especially, obviously, because of the fact that they're not defending champions. They're here to try and make a point uh, and make a run and also finally make a deeper run in the Champions League. Anything else with Juventus you think that's worth mentioning? I Just, just very briefly on, on what you were saying there about the, the parameters have changed for Juventus and I'm interested to see whether... We know that players don't need extra motivation, especially when they're your Chiellini's, Bonucci's. But does it change things, having to win the title again? You know, footballers are always looking for that that thing to take offence to, that that thing to give them the extra 1% motivation. And I think with Juventus, like, there's nothing better, isn't there, than, you know, they stole our crown from us. Um, people think we got sloppy. People think we're past it. We're going to prove them wrong. Yeah, 100%. By the way, a producer, um, Des Norris, has uh, always thought that uh, Silvio uh, Sell was always the, the Pirlo of the, of the Bada Bing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he was like as uh, creative as Pirlo, but he was definitely, uh, I don't know, I probably see him more as a, a Gattuso, maybe. Or maybe that, no, that's Pauly. You would think Pauly's Gattuso, do you think? So I have watched The Sopranos once a very long time ago. And I watched it all in a few weeks at university. And yeah. it, so it pretty much all melds into the background. I'm not crazy about the Sopranos. Oh my God, James Bench. Oh, you're more of a wire guy probably, right? No, not even the wire either. <laughs> Mad no, Men. Like, what? Uh, okay. All right. I, all right. I, well, I'm the sort of unbearable person that, you know, everyone goes, oh, the wire or the Sopranos. And I go, Mad Men. And people go, <laughs> oh, I hate you. Well, creatively, there's a lineage there. So that's fine. All right, fine. Then Allegri's Don Draper then, straight oh, up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's keep going here. Let's talk about um, a team, by the way, that a lot of people are hot on. I love them. I know you do too. Atalanta. 
Atalanta. Uh, you know, Gasparini, one of my favorite managers. I, I, I you know, tremendous stuff. Everybody's a fan. But can this uh, finally turn into titles? Okay, we've talked about obviously how high they can go up the table. Duvan Zapata, we're going to find out what's going on with him. His Colombian uh, compatriot as well, Luis Muriel, Matteo Pessina, of course, but Golini, Spurs on loan, Cristian Romero, Tottenham as well, Ibanez went to Roma, uh, Musa Barra, Bologna, Cornelius went to Parma. They've uh, got some arrivals, including the aforementioned Demiral, and obviously a Fabrizio Romano favorite, by the way, Matteo Lovato from Verona, who, you know, eyes to watch out on him, and Pezzala as well. They're away at Torino. Saturday, 2.45 Eastern on Paramount Plus. Atalanta, James Bench, what do you make of them? Uh, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but that's a lot of talent that, that has left this summer. I mean, Musso for Golini, that's probably a, a fair swap, but remember that losing Romero means that they've lost the best centre-back mm. in Serie A last season. You know, it's not just me saying that. That is, that is what he was voted. And a team that loves to attack. Losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the real challenge is, and there, you know, we, we don't know if Zapata will be there come September the 1st. It feels like there are a lot of things we don't know. And and look, with Atalanta, they, they surprised us. We said last season when Papu Gomez left mid-season, we said, oh, is this it? Are they going to drop out of Champions League contention? They proved us wrong. So I'm really open to being proven wrong here. But I, I Romero is is a world-class centre-back. and. Yeah, They've lost him. And as good as Demiral is, I know he's someone that I've kind of watched a lot because a lot of Premier League teams have been scouting him for, for the last few years. It's a step down. Um, and that, that defence, as you say, is going to prove so pivotal. If you want to be able to attack, you've got to feel confident leaving the back door locked. Having said that, you know, whether they win the title or not, I'm pretty much going to be tuning in as much as possible. They are a thrilling team. Some brilliant reclamation projects. I love watching Mario Pasalic, who uh, kind of has come out of nowhere to be this great dynamic box-to-box midfielder. Um, obviously, that that front two as well. And, and Piscina, who, again, yet another player who who really shone, uh, shone at Euro 2020. So I still think they'll be around top four comfortably. Um, and I think that's what they should be aiming for. But um, title race, maybe not just this season. So at the very least, the top four, you think, for Atalanta? I think so. Well, I think that's what they need to expect. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they'll get it. It's just, you know, I mean, JJ did our power rankings last week and I didn't agree, but he had into it. It's seventh. You know, there, there is. <laughs> it's a very a, competitive campaign this time. a really good team that doesn't even make the Europa League. Yeah, be a really good team stuck in the Conference League, moaning about having I mean, to go to. I was going to say Moldova, but they'll be playing in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> it is a competitive one, so it'll be interesting to see how Atalanta do and Gasparini, of course. All right, let's keep going here, and let's talk about AC Milan. AC Milan back in the Champions League with the youngest team, by the way. In the division, of course, we've got to talk about Slatan Ibrahimovic and, of course, the beautiful Olivier Giroud, who comes in for AC Milan. Donnarumma's gone. Chinoglu, uh, you mentioned uh, Inter Milan. Diego Lachal as well, Dima Moscow, but I mentioned Giroud. We talked a lot about, I know that uh, Jimmy's high on Mike Magnot from Lille, like yeah. a very good goalkeeper. And obviously, Donali and Brahim Diaz uh, as well, uh, another from uh, Real Madrid rolling. First up, Sampdoria away Monday, 2.45 Eastern on Paramount+. 
Plus. That's a Monday game. AC Milan, James Bench, they were so close last year. And then the wheels came off. They realized that it's a marathon and not a sprint. What can they do this time around, especially now with the Champions League schedule as part of their calendar? I mean, turned it ran quite nicely. And I think what they've done with some of those signings, particularly Giroud, has just added a few more options that allow Stefano Pioli to play that similar way. I think, you know, I remember talking about this when the move was going through uh, with my editors. We were sort of saying, who is the best approximation for Zlatan Ibrahimovic and who has been ever since Zlatan kind of lost his legs? Well, it's Giroud. You know, in, in many ways, you might even argue that they're, they're going to end up at, the, at least rotating between the two. two. Giroud was fantastic for Chelsea. Really reliable finisher. Well, I mean, look at has those, Adonis right here. And absolutely stunning to look at. Uh, and he loves the fact that he's at Milan as well. Like just, oh, you know, just, yeah. He's, he's so fashion. It's yeah. a perfect, perfect melding of, and it's the right time, I think, for him, him to move on. I think it was amazing he left Chelsea where at the time a lot of fans were kind of like, do we want this Arsenal outcast? And he left with Thomas Tuchel just glowing about him. Every other manager, everyone keeps coming back to Giroud. Lampard was like, oh, I'm ready to move on. No, came back to him. Sarri adored him. You know, Eden Hazard talks about him as one of the best players he's ever played with in yeah. terms of... But James, I mean, he doesn't look it, but he is 34. So the rotation <laughs> story definitely with him as Latin. I can't believe it, and I'm 31. How depressing is <laughs> I mean, that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, look at him. It's whatever. But yes, I think the rotational thing, the policy between him and Slatton will be key, especially because of the Champions League, midweek matches, etc. So that's a key thing. Manyan as well. I don't know if I pronounced that well. He yeah, we're all was... we're all trying here, uh, by the way. So maybe Jonathan Johnson can help. But Manyan, yeah, I was well, thinking we'll for him to say it and then copy that. Yeah, he was go. exceptional for Lille last season. His his numbers are great in terms of uh, how he performs against XG. Good sweeper keeper. He's not. You know, we've said the same thing we said about with Inter Milan. He's not Donnarumma, but he is a damn good approximate, a damn good replacement. He is a player I would really look forward to to seeing playing. And then obviously Brahim Diaz back at the club. They've got this great mixture. I think that they've built the squad, right? So you have Ibrahimovic and you have Giroud as the, the talismans, the players that the other players can play off and they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, I think I remember talking to Rafael Leao last season about just how amazing a leader Ibrahimovic is not something we necessarily think. And I'm sure this, they'll think the same about Giroud. Um, but it's a really nice mix of, experience and youth. I, I like this team a lot. I think they're going to get top four. Um, and I think they might end up being you know, right up there with Juventus. I think they're a really good team. Is it an advantage, do you think, that Pioli is one of the, the only managers that's sticking around out of those top seven? Only another one is, is part of it. Everybody else is changing personnel, but not AC Milan and Pioli. Does that is that an advantage, do you think? Oh, hugely. I hadn't thought of that, but it's a really good point that you know, it's been more changes around the edge, around the side. So, yeah, we haven't got, uh, you know, we, we know that we can't have Zlatan week in, week out. So let's add an option there. Let's replace anyone we need to, but otherwise keep that core together. It's been a really good window for them um, as much as losing, you know, as, as much as it could be when you lose Donnarumma. Yeah, I think, as you say, having Pioli there, he he, he needed time and he needed patience. But I think now... Everyone at AC Milan really trusts in this guy. No regrets about not getting Ranić a year ago. Um, 
it's all worked out really well. And there's such a buzz. I, I know a few people at Milan and there's a real optimism about this new season, real excitement for, for what's to come. So I think watch, watch for them tough way to open the, the season away at Sampdoria, but watch for them to, uh, to hit the ground running. And I think they may, may be up there as a, as a pace setter. In the first well, there, there you have it. Uh, keep your eyes on AC Milan one more time. If you're listening to this on audio, we're going to take a quick break. If you're on YouTube, we're going to keep on rolling right here with Serie A as we look at the contenders. Uh, we'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Here's our plug. By the way, uh, James Benji, are you ready for a plug? Fantasy Football Today draft prepping for charity month supporting St. Jude is underway. Throughout the month, the FFT crew will have various eBay auctions supporting St. Jude, culminating in the six-hour Draftathon event on September 1st. Up for bid are pre-draft calls with fantasy experts, a spot in an expert fantasy league, a custom-designed fantasy football team logo, and much more. Go to cbsports.com forward slash eBay to donate and bid. That's cbsports.com forward slash ebay james bench i used to do fantasy football all the time the nfl i mean i can't do it anymore it takes too much of my time i might get divorced so you know i do it in other ways but you're an nfl fan are you not or is it no. more nba nba no nfl it's <laughs> it's just bad rugby i'm so glad we had you for the uh, the plug after our fantasy football plug well look you know, this is for an American audience and they won't, they don't care what a British person has to say about NFL. I mean, I have been to a few games at Wembley and, and Twickenham. It, oh, you it have? A, okay. It was a lovely day out, but um, it's not rugby, is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get into that one. Hey, listen, I played rugby in high school, so I'm with you, but I love the NFL. I can't wait for it to come back. I just can't do fantasy football again. It's, it takes too much. It's the same way as baseball as well. I can't do it. It'll take too much of my time. Because you have to like, I mean, I would struggle enough just like working out what, what roster spots I need. I mean, and fancy Premier League is just, I'm finding that exhausting this year as well. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But anyway, if you are doing fantasy football, please make sure that you go to cbsports.com forward slash eBay and follow fantasy football team. All right, let's keep going, James Bench. Napoli, big storylines here with Napoli because Gattuso is gone, Spalletti is in. Two seasons out of the Champions League though. Okay, but they still have talent. Lorenzo Insigne, 
Victor Osiman, of course, Dries Mertens, Calibu Kolebali, Chucky Lozano. Okay, they uh, lost uh, Elsa Hisach to Lazio. Politano, as we mentioned, is coming from Inter Milan. Up first, what a game at home to Venezia. Newly promoted Venezia Sunday, 2.45 Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. Napoli, James Bench. Are you hot on Napoli? Mm, no. <laughs> I, I do like Spalletti. Spalletti's great. He's a really successful manager. I, I know he didn't maybe have as great a time with Inter, but I think when you look back at it now, there was maybe a, a sign of a bit of stabilization. And I mean, that's what that's what Napoli need. Let's have a moment as well, I think, to to reflect on Gennaro Cattuso's mad summer, leaving Napoli a week at uh, Fiorentina, about five minutes when he was Tottenham's soon-to-be manager. Just crazy. What a, what a summer that guy's had. Um, interested about Koulibaly. He is obviously, as we all know, a really fantastic defender who is probably, if you don't sell him now, you're not going to get a decent fee for him ever again. Yeah, his, stock, do is, uh, his stock is going yeah. down. He needs to, we, yeah. We are not in the, the sort of era of Koulibaly being the the hot prospect, the one everyone wanted to buy. 30 that years has, old, James Bench. He's not getting younger. Yeah, I don't like hearing that. Okay, yeah. let's not suggest that. I mean, he's a young man at 30. Let's be super clear on that. <laughs> 30, 31, prime of his youth. But, yeah. you know, from what the, the reports in Italy are that he may he may move on, I think we're all waiting for, for Dries Mertens to slow down, you know, down to, he's, what, 34, 35? I mean, you know, it's, he, it does seem like it, it's a squad that will need a sort of slightly longer refresh I'm intrigued as to whether they keep Lorenzo Insigne around for that. By all accounts, he, he will stay put. Um, and I think when you've got him, you're always, and, and the players like Mertens and Koulibaly and Osimen, who was great in his first season and I'm sure will fly in his second. Phenomenal at Lille as well. Like, yeah. It feels like they're probably at, at the stage where they want to take a step back just to, to restock. This isn't like, you know, three, four years ago where they were competing for the Scudetto. And maybe that, that, that overhaul is the rebuild has been a bit overdue, but you know, Chucky Lozano as well, Fabian Ruiz. I'm, um, you know, there is talent aplenty in this squad, and you'd be mad to rule them out of a top four at the very least. Especially under Spalletti, somebody that knows this league very well, you they'll have them uh, more defensively focused, I guess, uh, very con- composing, controlled. That should be an interesting relationship. Really interesting. I, I, I think there's maybe that it will go back to the, the Benitez era in mm. Napoli, which was a bit grit and grind, not always the most free flowing. And then we'll kind of trust that front three or front four of Mertens, uh, Lozano, Insigne, Ozium Hen to, to do the damage at the other end. It's a, I mean, you know, the more I talk about it, the more optimistic I am that they can, they can be there or thereabouts. Cause the, the talent is there. I, it's, it, it's coming towards the end of its life cycle, but, Maybe I was initially too, too downcast on them, and they can uh, they can impress this year. Well, they have a home game against Venezia. That should be a really fun game to watch out for. All right, let's move on here. Roma, as we talked about at the beginning, so we won't stay too long on them because you mentioned a lot early on. But obviously, Mourinho taking the lead here at the helm. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Jose Mourinho, Roma, Tammy Abraham, Brian Reynolds, of course. Jacko's gone. Um, Under and Lopez. Uh, gone to Marseille, Justin Clivert's gone to Nice, uh, Florenzi, we don't know his future right now, we're, talk, we're hearing Juventus maybe, 
we talked about Amy Abraham uh, Ibanez as well. Patricio incomings, Brian Reynolds as well. As you said, the buy option has been activated and out first at home to Fiorentina Sunday, 2.45 Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. What do you make of uh, Roma, Mourinho? I know that you touched it at the top. Had a very good summer in terms of actually getting Champions League and um, winning it. Definitely not, right? But Champions League? <sighs> yeah. So we're going back to talking about Tammy. I do think a lot of it comes down to whether Tammy Abraham hits the ground running. I think we, I will believe in his talent if he has a bad first season in Italy, but you do kind of have to assume he might have a bad first season in Italy because it's a new league. You know, this is a, a guy that has played all his football in England and it's a culture shock and, you know, it, it takes time to, to hit the heights. So that's interesting when you then compare that to, if you, I don't appoint, you know, I'm not appointing Jose Mourinho for the long haul. I'm appointing him because I think he can get me up the table quickly if I'm Roma. So, well, if it doesn't happen, James Mange, very quick then. If it doesn't happen, well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we all know what happens in Rome to charismatic leaders, maybe mm. sometime around March. Yeah. Sorry, that's a, that's a Shakespeare. Well, Shakespeare's yeah. ancient. No, the Eyes of March, I get it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, isn't it? So, no Champions League. Now it's fine. No Champions League, though, then surely he's out. Or is that being mean? It's, a, it's part of, you don't, I wonder also how much nowadays do you appoint Mourinho because it's a flex. It's mm. a sign that you feel you belong in the elite. And then, so then my question becomes, does it matter then how he performs? Does he, do you have to prove you're in the elite for it, for Mourinho to be a sign that you're in the elite? I know that's quite a, a clunky way of phrase it, but you understand what I mean that he, <laughs> It's almost like appointing him nudges you up a little level in terms of where you are in the European pecking order. So if you're a team like Roma that that kind of needs to do that on a bigger scale than just footballing-wise, I don't know if you're then inclined to just stick with him as long as it's not a complete disaster. I think a lot of a lot of people in football are still entranced by the idea of of Mourinho. We saw this with Daniel Levy. We'll see this again with whatever club. Uh, he uh, you know he follows his time at Roma with I think I don't I, I, I literally I don't know how could you know what to expect from Jose Mourinho when he's constantly surprising you yeah I think the most the best scenario for Roma is to have the unsexiest campaign and then build up as we get towards the yeah. end so win one nothing draw away from home stick around in the top five and then as Christmas comes then you build up and you build up and suddenly I don't know where everybody's like oh my god Roma are third and it's like March amazing and so like the best possible thing for Mourinho I think is to just let the football do the talking and everything else you know, take care of business. And to your point, Tammy Abraham, just be a consistent deliverer. Do you think that we expect a Roma, a club that can sort of be a, a super league club uh, in the future, maybe? It's Rome, isn't it, man? Like, you know, yeah. this is the, ult the, 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 the most, you know, I think part of it is, you know, when you think about, when you talk about things like Super League, you're as much talking about branding and imagery and like by God, Roma nailed that. There's something about this club um, that feels a little bit like it should be so much bigger than it is. You know, it they're should great be. on social. They're amazing on social. I don't know. Does that count? I feel like that would, that is the sort of thing that it's part know, of it because you're trying to reach out to your young fans and but yeah, as Daniel savvy fans. fans. Yeah. 
the investment bankers that will end up funding these projects will go, oh, yeah, we like Roma's skewing on 16 to 35-year-olds. Let's have them in the Super League. They have some really cool community-driven, charity-driven campaigns as well. Amazing. You know, they're, they're a pretty... They're they're good. They're a good. They're a good club from that perspective. All right. Um, okay. Well, listen. Let's finish up with, uh, you know, the neighbor, Lazio. Okay. Uh, big storylines here, of course. It's Sarri ball back to, uh, you know, uh, seeing what they can do. Maybe some revenge on the haters. Immobile, of course. Milenkovic Savic. We are very hot on Milenkovic Savic over here. But there's been departures. Pereira has gone. Uh, end of loan there. Matteo Musaccio, end of contract. Felipe Anderson from West Ham is here. Luca Romero from Mallorca, that young teenager. And Dimitri Kamenovic uh, as well is there. Up first at home to Empoli, Saturday, 2.45 Eastern. Talk to me about Lazio. Sarribo. Oh, I love it. I, I think it It seems like Sarri has been searching for that club. Look at him with the eagle. <laughs> I don't know who looks more terrified there. Him or the eagle. <laughs> um, he, I think, post Napoli, what was kind of clear when he was at Napoli was it, it? It couldn't. This couldn't work at a huge club. It couldn't work at a Chelsea or a Juventus because it requires both a level of buy-in and a, a kind of acceptance that you can't. These things take time that you just don't get at the biggest clubs. You know, we all talk about Sarri Ball, and we remember the last season at Napoli. I'm not an expert, but I suspect if you go back earlier in his reign, it, you would have had those teething problems you had at the other two clubs where it was, it was just a bit ugh, slow and stodgy because it, it needs time. It needs specific. Pl- I mean, like we got, we don't really know that it doesn't just need Jorginho for right. it all to work. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, also there are little ingredients there that I really like the look of. You can see Milinkovic Savic kind of doing what Marek Hamzik did as that goal scoring midfielder. Um, Felipe Anderson, I'm interested in. My suspicion is this will be one of those never go back transfers. Don't you know? It's. I mean, he had to go somewhere because God, he was not wanted at West Ham. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm a little bit maybe more poetic on it or, or idealistic on it. I'm thinking that this is going to be a good thing for him, but I could be totally wrong. I don't know. It didn't work out at West Ham, obviously. Uh-huh. I, I think you know. Well, we've also seen that Sari gets the best out of wingers. His system. Mm-hmm has so far cleaved a lot to the left-hand side. So I would assume that Anderson's not just going to be stuck out on an island. He is going to get lots of touches, lots of opportunities to play himself back into form. Having said that, I saw him at West Ham and he was rubbish. Well, no, he had a lot of talent, but he was infuriating. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. He's not rubbish. He's a lot better at football than me. So who am I to... Well, listen, uh, give me your predictions on Lazio then. Just uh, can they do Champions League? I mean, winning it, obviously, again, tough. Yeah, probably not. I think if they're smart, they've got Sarri for the the project for the long term. So maybe next year. That'll be good next year. All right, we'll see. Well, we got some honorable mentions in terms of players, by the way. Fabrizio Romano earlier this week uh, was talking about um, Duhan Blahovic from Fiorentina. This is a player, by the way, uh, that... People are looking at, remember his name. He will become one of the best in the game. He was talking about him. Is there anybody else that you're keeping your eye on this season in Serie A? Anybody that we haven't discussed, it can be a big player, perhaps a player on the rise. Anybody that you're looking at? 
I mean, this isn't someone that's going to take the world by surprise, but I've always had a, a thing for for right wingers that cut it onto their left foot and bend it in the far corner and and play that way. I love Domenico Berardi, and I really like Sassuolo. I think it's going to be a big challenge for them adjusting to post Locatelli life, mm. but they're a fun team to watch. Uh, they play nice football, and Berardi is is my sort of player. I don't know if you've got any better ideas, but he was the one that caught my eye first. Luis, what about you? No, I, I, I love that one. I love that one. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not, I, I don't think we talk enough about Kessie, to be honest yes. with you, from AC Milan. I mean, he's not a shocking name to mention, but Frank Kessie, the Ivorian, is ridiculous. I think Amazing he's so great, very underrated. Only 24 years old, James Bench. He's 24. I mean, I think the African Cup of Nations might be a, you know, let's see what happens there, but you know, 72 appearances for AC Milan already since 2019. I think he's a tremendous player and, and he can be, if AC Milan do things this year, it's because of players like him, because of what he can do. What do you make of it? Love him. I thought he was amazing in the Europa League. I saw a bit of him again uh, when he was playing against Manchester United. He scored that goal, uh, but was just excellent across the park. It's dreadful to say it, but, you know, I kind of look at players like Vlavic, like Kessie. <laughs> Come to the Premier League. Yeah, I can't. I think I can't wait to see them in the Premier League. Yep. I know. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Superpower. I'm surprised that we haven't heard enough news about that. To be honest with you, especially Kessie. I think uh, he's he's a talent, man. He's an absolute. Oh, yeah. He's perfect. So, this division. Yeah. All right. Well, let's finish up with this, everybody. Uh, very quick. Uh, initial God. Way too early to figure it out, but I'm going to give you the questions here, James Benj. Are you ready? The big only one. if you okay. only if you answer them as well. Okay. Fine. Number one. Who's winning Scudetto? Uh, Juventus. AC Milan. All right. Top four. Yeah, might as well go for it, huh? Top four. Give me your top four. Uh, Milan. Yep. That's obviously Juve top. Milan. Yep. In uh, Roma. Yep. Inter. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going AC Milan, Juventus. I'm going Roma, and I'm going Atalanta. I'm with Jonathan Johnson. I think Inter Milan are going to really struggle this year, but I could be totally wrong. I don't, I don't know, but that's it. Um, all right, you're Capuccino Nieri. Uh, I'm getting a bit left field on this. You may not have heard of this player. Um, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. How do you spell that? Let me, <laughs> let me Google him for a second. <laughs> he did yeah. quite well in the Spanish yeah. division or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be boring. I, I think I, I honestly think it's gonna be that. I think this is Ronaldo revenge here, and I think he wants. Uh, you know, whether they you meant to do the thing with the. I think Allegri's gonna get the best out of him. Let me let you in a, in, on a secret. Every year is Ronaldo revenge. Year. Every year. Something. Can we just do an Instagram post every time like this? Like, like shh, like. <laughs> If you wrote that Instagram post for Cristiano Ronaldo, please uh, reach to us, okay? Kegolasso pod on Twitter. I want to know who you are. Because it's definitely not Cristiano Ronaldo. I just want to know. <laughs> he could surprise you. He may contain multi... No, no. <laughs> hey, and it's nothing to do with English as a second land, whatever, like English is my... It's not about that. It's just the way that it was written. Like, no way you wrote that. Oh, no, yeah, that no, was fantastic. I was like, that's good copy. 
Yeah, there you go. Get this guy. Get this guy at CBS. Let's let's <laughs> sign him up. Let's poach some more Serie A talent. I love it. I love it. And that's it. That's our Serie A show, James. Bench, before we say goodbye, anything else? I know that you may not have any because you gave us so much. But anything else that we missed to look out for? Apart from the fact that Serie A is on Paramount Plus. Well, I mean, you know, watch. Please do watch it on there if you want to read a bit more about it. Um, in the next few days, and we've talked about a few of the players here, but I'll have a sort of deep performance analysis dive into five of the most exciting new signings and players I'm looking forward to watching. It's going to be a big, I think we're all, we've all got to watch a lot more Serie A this summer than maybe we did this season than we did last. So yeah, cbssports.com. I'm going to have some, some players to watch out for. He might, might surprise you and me. I love it. And follow him on Twitter, James Bench. He'll be on HQ as well throughout the season as well. Please like, follow, subscribe, leave a review for Kego Lasso. See, we do so much that I always stumble on our own name. But please like, follow, subscribe, and leave a review. It always helps. James Bench, thank you so much, brother. My pleasure. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.